the Louisiana Raging Cajuns hold off the South Alabama Jaguars to win the 2023 Sunbelt Championship. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. It's your team every day. Uh, and can we just start out by saying that was one heck of a college basketball game and a great atmosphere for a tournament game, a, a conference tournament game. Cajuns do win it 71-66. Uh, but, I mean, what was the biggest lead that they had? The biggest lead that the Cajuns had was six. The biggest lead that the Jaguars had was seven it was just it was nip and tuck all game long uh, the Cajuns couldn't pull away the Jaguars ran out of gas and the Cajuns couldn't pull away and then the Jaguars couldn't take advantage of all the Cajuns mistakes and I'm going to say right now I did it yesterday I'm going to do it again today I'm going to confuse Cajuns Jaguars all right in my mind they seem like the same word I'm just telling you right now I'm going to screw that up so stay with me if I misspeak also again I'm doing this podcast because I've covered both the Jaguars now and the Cajuns prior. So uh, bear with me uh, tonight. It was a great basketball game. The game plan that the Cajuns had was different than they had before. Jordan Brown coming into the ball game had missed five shots out of 27. Twice against the Cajuns. 22 out of 27. 13 of 15 his last time out, which was 10 days ago, Friday. So they just double teamed him. Every time he got the ball on the block, he hit a couple of jump shots. But he was not nearly as effective as he was the first couple of games. Except he rebounded well, and he found Themis Folks. Themis Folks, for people who don't know, uh, is an outstanding, he's really super quick, a uh, very good defender, and uh, penetrates to the back to the bucket. He does not shoot three-pointers. He made three tonight. He's a lot like Isaiah Moore, who also made a three-pointer tonight uh, for the uh, Jaguars. So far, so good. Uh, so... The Cajun, the, the Jaguars, all right, and this is not a great matchup for South Alabama. It's just not, not with the size that the Cajuns had. In Jordan Brown, uh, in Terrence uh, Lewis, they just in uh, in Joe Charles, they just have too much size compared to what the Jaguars have, which is basically Kevin Samuel, Marshall carrying off the bench, Owen White pretty good but they got six six judah brown trying to stay in front of themis folks he wasn't he's not covering somebody his his height at least so they are they're very physical and they are tough uh to keep up with but you know south alabama took it right to the cajuns they had a four-point lead at half in fact oddly enough the cajuns again i got it wrong the jaguars led at half in all three games this year lost all three games about midway through the first half the, uh, the Cajuns started to take over, <coughs> and Isaiah Moore had this great ball game for uh, South Alabama. 33 points, 10 of 20. He was 12 of 15 free throw uh, from the free throw line, and that was one of the differences in the ball game. We'll get to some others as well. We told you the famous folks was outstanding for uh, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, but uh, some of the shots that had been going in all weekend didn't go in. They rolled out. He must have missed about four or five. Shots, not not bad angle shots that you can see never had a chance. 
the ones were halfway down and rolled out. So that was one of the differences of the ball game. And there, the, the Cajuns' game plan actually worked. They didn't allow, they didn't allow South Alabama to play to shoot threes, right? South Alabama, we said February 14th, we posted it. You know, how dangerous is South Alabama? If they could get the three-pointers going, they're a dangerous basketball team. And they have been all through the Sunbelt Conference tournament, but they were three for eleven in the first half, and then 0 for 4, and we'll get to the last one a little bit later. Uh, uh, 3 for 11 in the game, I should say, 0 for 4 in the second half, whereas uh, Louisiana was uh, 8 of 17 in the first half, 8 of 17 in the game, 3 of 6 in uh, the second half. Uh, Following the ball game was interesting. Um, Bob Marlin, head coach of the Raging Cajuns, who, again, we're going to try and get on the podcast here this week. They have... You know, a week and a, they get almost a week and a half before um, they play another ball game, whether it's Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, they said the, the they said it was funny. They said the Jaguars didn't respect Themis Folks because all they were going to do is double team Jordan Brown, and that's what they did. The thing is, though, this is what Themis Folks has been shooting overall: one of five, five of nine, three of six. That was against the K. That was against the Jaguars. Against Georgia Southern, he was one of four in the tournament and one of nine. He's made two of his last thirteen shots, and all and four of them have been threes. He may shoot more threes from. Uh, he may shoot more threes than Isaiah Moore. He's made eleven of them. He made three tonight. It wasn't respect, lack of respect. It was beat us, and Themis folks did right. That the, the, the Jaguars have to live with one of. A, a couple of things you're gonna have to live with either jordan brown eating you up or in this case it was themis folks and jalen Downcourt, which we'll get to as well whereas the cajuns uh game plan was we'll live with isaiah moore you know hitting twos we're not going to have judah brown shoot threes we're not going to have greg Parham shoot threes we're not going to have owen white shoot threes all right because you know you can have a you know, a one-point game could be a nine-point game very quickly and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, Judah Brown didn't score at all. Played 23 minutes, had one shot attempt. That was it, one rebound. He was in a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, Turbo actually had a big ball game, not necessarily offensively. Eight points, missed a key free throw down the stretch, but okay. He had 10 rebounds and four assists. That was his best ball game of, of the, not of the season, but of the tournament. Uh, that's for sure. Bort. But the Cajuns were willing to let Isaiah Moore go to the bucket. And, you know, more than a couple have rolled out. And I know the differential in the game is five points. Make a couple more free throws and a couple more of those, you know, layups go in and it's a different ballgame. All right. Kevin Samuel had a strong ball game, 12 points, six rebounds for South Alabama. But he did a really good job on Jordan Brown. He was a tournament MVP. Jordan Brown, 6-16. Six but a lot of that six with jump shots. He's a pretty good player. He's a really good player. He only had 13 points, but he still grabbed 16 rebounds. Uh, Rebounding-wise, these teams were even. Like 31 to 27, that's that's pretty even. But Owen White, right, he's been Mr. Three-Pointer. He didn't make one. He had 12 three-pointers in the tournament in the first three ball games. Did not make one tonight. Uh, and we'll get to the last shot as well. Uh, the uh, All right, so let's take – let me see where we are. Uh, you know, all right, so this would be a good time to take a break <coughs> because we will talk about some of the differences uh, in the ballgame. The strategy, again, was 
for the Cajuns to let Isaiah Moore beat you, but we're not going to let the three-point shooters beat us. And for the uh, for the Jaguars, it was to, I think I said that right, uh, you know, double-team Jordan Brown and let somebody else beat you and Themis Folkestate. That's, that's unfortunately what happened uh, to South Alabama tonight. All right, we will talk more about this basketball game and where uh, South Alabama came up short. We will do that right after this. I'm going to tell you about Bilt Bar, and let me tell you, Monday morning, yesterday morning, I weighed in at my low uh, under 207 and a half. Now, that's going to go up because I had a nice big hamburger in uh, Pensacola uh, for lunch, but Bilt Bar has been such a big help uh, while I try to lose weight, and, you know, I know we're already, we're cl- much closer to, you know, St. Patrick's Day than we are to... Uh, the uh, the December and New Year's holidays. But my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built bars. You can pick up a four-bar four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's like I am, run in, grab 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And I'm out because, again, we commuted. It is exactly an hour from my driveway to the Pensacola Base Center. And so instead of picking up candy bars for the trip down there and maybe the trip back, I'm eating maybe more than I should. But I feel better that uh, it's not a lot of sugar and they're filling. They, they really are filling. And it's, it's helped me uh, lose some weight. So I'm very helpful uh, with that. And we're looking forward to going back to Sam's and uh, restocking. Because I think, I think I bought them all on Monday. And they may be all gone. Because, again, I downed them. All right? We have two packages. I tell you. I'm telling you. I'm eating a lot. Because I'm in Pensacola all day long. All right. Uh, Dave Schultz back on Lockdown Sunbelt. Your team uh, every day. All right. So the big differences here. And this is where you couldn't, South Alabama couldn't do anything about it, is the Cajuns followed Kevin Samuel when they had the chance. And why wouldn't you? All right. He's not a good free throw shooter. He did make one of his first two, I think, but proceeded to miss seven. And you feel awful for the guy because he really worked hard tonight. Um, He only got six rebounds, but there were a lot of times where there are team rebounds. I think there are two team rebounds. There are a couple of times where he, was able to tip the ball up and either get it back to a Jaguar or tip it out of bounds off of the cages. So he really played hard, had 12 points, five of seven, um, did what he could, was double teaming Jordan Brown with either, I mean, it was Parham or Turbo or anybody who came over. Ju- Judah Brown uh, came over a couple times, Owen White. Uh, but they were going to live with Themis Folks beating them, and, and they did. So that was the uh, the free throws were a big problem. I mean, Turbo Jones misses one. He's one of the better free throw shooters in the league. But that was a big one because it would have tied the game up with under a minute to go. Um, 
Ian, uh, Isaiah Moore missed three free throws, but he's 12 of 15. It's kind of tough to say. Well, if he made all three, if he went 15 for 15 from the free throw line, I mean, okay. And Kevin Samuel missed uh, seven. Those, those are killer free throws. Again, so the score is a five-point game, but it's really not a five-point game. It was, it was really a two- or three-point game. And somehow, I want to look at this play-by-play because it just felt like it was a... Uh, I think it was 65-56. Let's see where we are here. It's 65-59. Uh, sorry, 65-59. Cajuns on top. All right. Themis Folks makes two free throws uh, to give them that six-point lead. All right. Turbo Jones hits two free throws. That was a bad foul. The Cajuns following way away from the bucket. All right. But it makes two free throws. Uh, Isaiah Moore then makes uh, two free throws. Jordan Brown actually missed the one and one. So they went from a six-point game to a two-point game, okay? Then Jordan Brown had another turnover. Isaiah uh, Zay Moore misses. It says a jumper, but again, that one, those went in and out, man. Uh, they did get a steal by Turbo Jones with 53 seconds to go, but he only made one or two. Uh, Jalen Delacourt with a big uh, shot at the end uh, to make it a three-point ball game with 26 seconds left to go. And then they, uh, Isaiah Moore went to the bucket, had a bad angle, was not gonna, wasn't going to come close to getting in, but two free throws. And then, uh, so it's a one-point game, 67-66. They foul Terrence uh, Lewis. He makes two big free throws at the end of the 13 seconds left. You're exhausted. It's been a long season. Now, they've only played three ball games compared to the Jaguars' four, but nonetheless, he's just as tired. Makes two big free throws. And then Owen White got open for a three, or certainly open-ish, and the ball went in and out. He was holding his pose like he thought he made it. I got, I tweeted it out. That's how close Jaguars' Owen White came to tying this game up. And I'm looking at Richie Riley, and I just – I. I don't see his reaction until his hands are on his knees as the ball goes in and out. So, um, so close uh, for Owen White, who really, you know, he helped beat App State. He had 26 big points against Southern Miss, a season high, and he hit a huge three-pointer to hold off James Madison. He had a tremendous tournament, but the Jag- the Cajuns did a great job um, not coming off Isaiah Moore. And I've, I've heard that for years when, uh, talking with Bob Marlin uh, when I covered the Cajuns is like, we'll give you the layups, okay? But we're not going to give you the threes. We're going to chase the shooters off the three-point line. And that's what they did. And they did a really good job for it. Um, again, the the Jaguars are going to look at, you know, they didn't get the three-pointers. They didn't make three-pointers. And the free throws are going to, they're going to feel bad about that. But again, it was mostly Kevin Samuel missed free throws. It's kind of tough. Turbo misses one. He's three or four. Isaiah Moore, you know, 33 points, you know, 12 of 15. You know. On the other side, you did have, uh, well, a couple things happened on the other side. First of all, Greg Williams ended up with turf toe. He played 12 minutes, but didn't play in the second half. So he was injured. Uh, you had, let's see here, Joe Charles played 22 minutes trying to chase Isaiah Moore around. That didn't go very well, and he didn't score. Uh, but Jalen Dallincourt had... He had three big threes as well. He was three of four. 
I mean, they saw a shot a solid again, eight out of 17 and three of six in the second half. Um, so Dallin court was big uh, and uh, Themis folks were big. You know, when the, when the Jaguars were winning, they had, you know, three or four guys in double figures. They had two Isaiah Moore and Kevin Samuel had, you know, 47, I'm sorry, 45 of their 66 points. Turbo Jones, eight. Uh, Owen White had six. Judah Brown, who, you know, has been really good, didn't have any. Uh, and Greg Parham, really the difference in this uh, tournament for the Jaguars. He had like 16 and 17 points, respectively. He got hurt in that first game before the app game. So he made a free throw down the stretch. But he was awesome coming off the bench, 16 and 17. I mean, you know, he's playing 23 minutes. It's not really uh, coming off the bench. He just doesn't start the game. He comes in like five to six minutes after the game starts. So he's playing most of it. Uh, Marshall carrying with two points. But Par- uh, Greg Parham was two of seven in the game. And again, they had a lot of shots go in and out. This game very well could have gone uh, in the other direction. I'm not saying Louisiana was lucky. I would say that Louisiana had their game plan work. And... South Alabama's uh, didn't. They were going to stop Jordan Brown, which they kind of did, right? He missed five shots against him in two ball games. He missed 10 on Monday and held him to 13 points. But folks had 23 points. Lewis had 12 points, four of four from the free throw line. And Delacourt was five and nine uh, from the free throw line. Louisiana, who's not a good free throw shooting team, made nine of 12. Jordan Brown was one of four. In fact, I think... They did take him out at the end of the ballgame to prevent uh, the uh, Jaguars from uh, following him. So uh, it was just a great basketball game. It was a fantastic basketball game. I think, what, was there four or 13 ball games? Let me see here. 13 ball games? Yeah. Um, nine were single digits, only four double digit games. This was a good ball game. And, you know, both teams should be proud. And I know the Cajuns, first time they've won it since uh, 2014. They will be going uh, dancing. All right. When we come back, we will wrap up our lockdown Sunbelt. We will eventually, you know, get to the football portion uh, of the show. Uh, but we just want to put a bow on the basketball season because it was it was a tremendous season. You had the preseason pick, uh, the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns going up Cinderella uh, against South Alabama, who, again, repeatedly throughout the weekend when more and more people were coming in, no one wanted to play South Alabama. And we all saw why. But first, let me tell you about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash lockdown. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of uh, the NBA. All right, let's see if I can. I don't know if I got a a Sunbelt. Hold on a second. It is uh, Dave Schultz. Uh, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's see if I can remember who the all-tournament team was. I, I, um, Jordan Brown from the Cajuns was your MVP. 
Uh, Terrence Lewis was on the all-tournament team. I don't think Themis Folks was. Uh, Isaiah Moore made it from the uh, Jaguars, along with Owen White made it. Mason Harrell made it. And maybe Terrence Edwards from James Madison made it. I don't think I got an email on that yet. Uh, but those guys were it, and I kind of feel like those guys all uh, deserved it. Terrence Edwards actually is, is like JMU's best player, and he comes off the bench. So um, that was a great tournament. It was just an overall great tournament. We had the one snafu with the uh, women's Troy and ODU game, and I actually have an explanation for that now. So again, if you didn't know, a, a couple of days ago, they may have been, well, Friday, because I wasn't there. So Friday, and we talked about it yesterday, Troy uh, lost to ODU because ODU had six women on the court. Five on the court, one passing the ball inbounds. Apparently, talking to people at the game, nobody saw it. We mentioned it. None of the Troy players said anything. None of the coaching staff anything said anything. The only person who saw it was one of the OD, ODU players who was jumping up and down on the sidelines, ended up grabbing one of the girls off of the court just to make sure if anybody looks backwards. Nobody saw it. Nobody knew about it until after the game. Then it's too late. Then I'm like, okay. It is what it is at that point in time. But apparently that's reviewable. Apparently if someone had notified the officials or someone said something, they could have said, all right, let's look at this. Now, the person who told me this is like, they're not sure if they can erase the layup. I'm not sure if that's the case. That doesn't seem right. Like if they made an illegal play, they don't get to keep the illegal play, right? Although he did say they would, you know, Troy would get two free throws in the ball. So they would have been down, could have been down one with the ball with two and a half seconds left to go. So I'm not sure how true that is, uh, but nobody, nobody at the, um, Maybe the, the guy keeping the book was trying to get the ref's attention. Apparently not doing it good enough. But there was a lot of noise, and you couldn't hear. And, I, you know, you could see the Troy players didn't say anything. And you can see the coaching staff was drawing up a play. So they weren't talking about anything. So that was an update on the one snafu that the Sun Belt had. And they handled it as, much, as best they could. The game was over. We're not going to replay it. And the refs who made the mistake aren't going to call another game. Sorry, you guys. You guys screwed up. Everybody saw you screwed up, and we're not going to put up with it. So, say it uh, But other than that, JMU, I should mention, JMU, the winners, uh, the uh, the women's championship. So, uh, congratulations to uh, the Dukes. Uh, they win uh, the Sun Belt Women's Championship. Uh, that was earlier before the Cajuns and Jaguars on Monday. All right, but... Overall, great tournament. Again, going back and forth exactly an hour from my driveway in Midtown Mobile to Pensacola. So, or to the Pensacola Base Center. It's about another five to eight minutes off of I-10. So, it's really convenient for me. Um, would have been nice to stay down there for a night, but I guess I got a lot going on back here in Mobile. So, uh, it was just a great tournament. And congratulations to the Raging Cajuns. We'll see. that It could be an interesting matchup. Um you know, if they're going to be a 16 seed, obviously that's going to be a tough draw. Um, I don't know. So, you know, that's not going to be easy um, to do. Let me see what they are. They've won a bunch of basketball games, haven't they? Before we go. So it'll be interesting to see um, where they're seated. If they can get a 15 seed. 
if they get a play-in game, maybe they get a win, an NCAA tournament win. They got 26 wins. It'll be interesting to see where they're seated. I guess we could quickly check um, basketball. I thought that we saw that they were in the 80s. Not, um, not really high, because we were actually looking for um, if there could be multiple NIT bids, and usually that's not the case. Like, could Southern Miss get an NIT bid? Well, they get the automatic NIT bid being the regular season champion. Um, and obviously the Cajuns are going to go to the NCAA tournament, but does like a Marshall end up getting, you know, an NIT berth or James Madison? I, I don't think they do. Let's see if we can find Louisiana. Is not Their rank is 90th. So... I mean, they're, they're going to be tough. They're going to be hard pressed to get anything but a 16 seed, despite winning, I think, 26 ball games. Uh, all right, thanks very much for tuning in to a locked on a Sun Belt. Really appreciated covering the uh, the conference tournament. Was a lot of fun, and we will uh, we're headed home, so we may take a break. We'll decide what the case is. Um, if I can get some uh, episodes recorded pre-trip home, so that would be helpful. So we'll see if we can uh, we can do that uh, and and keep it going because again spring football is is underway. I know Coastal Carolina is already practicing, so they're they're going uh, strong all already. All right, once again, I am your host Dave Schultz, and you've been listening and watching Lockdown Sun Belt, your team every day. <laughs>